everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Miami Comedy Podcast. Welcome. How are you? Thanks for tuning in once again. Jay Carr, Bikes, and Ed uh, Banana, Kirsten. Uh, welcome to the Miami Comedy Podcast. I'm, I'm Manny Garavito, your host. Uh, going live once again on, uh, what is it? What's today? Monday, May 24th to talk to the people of Miami. Sellers International, what's going on? Oh, I've been getting messages. I've been getting messages from a certain few asking, hey, Manny, when are you going live again? Well, here it is for the fans. And by fans, I mean one and a half people. Uh, listen, guys, I want to talk to you, de- to you today about what it's like being a handyman, because in case you are wondering why I took such a long break again, uh, I'm clearing up the studio. I'm getting the studio fixed up, guys. Uh, I got to do a lot of work in the studio, man. This, uh, all right, so a little, little backdrop on, uh, no pun intended, because I'm about to drop through this fucking floor. Uh, the wood on the floor here is uh, built uh, from the ground up, meaning that there's space between the ground and the wood, right, that they placed above it. And I don't know who the fuck built this. I think I was still in, in my teens when somebody came in and built this through my dad. Some, one of my dad's friends back in the day, I'd say like in 2004, came in and just revamped the entire garage. And then they built this floor that doesn't even have the proper, uh, what do they call Beams? Studs? Right? What do you call those? The, 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 <laughs> the boards go on top of it. It's like a thick board. See, this is why I'm, I'm calling this podcast Handyman, because I don't, know, I don't know none of this shit. So there's beams on the floor, and then they roll out this, it seems like a, a sheet of, of, <laughs> of wood. That if you can roll out wood, you know damn well it's not going to last, right? So uh, for the past year or so, there's a spot, particularly in the place I perform the most, I guess it's because I gained weight or something, that's getting soft, right? Like this thing is sinking in. And I, I, have, a, I have a theory that while I'm performing through this virtual stream, that I'm just going to break right through the fucking thing, break my ankle, and then you guys are then going to start like laughing uh, and putting the laughing emoji and the fucking hearts and shit, right? Because that's probably what you guys would love to see. Me getting all fucked up in the studio, right? Breaking a foot. Uh, so I got to get that fixed, right? And it's going to cost a lot of money because I want to get it cemented, okay? But I, I, I don't know. what. How do, you, how do you cement a floor inside the house, right? Like, would you come in and then you, you park like the cement truck outside and then you've got a tube coming out the back of it and you're just there like Ghostbusters just throwing cement in the <laughs> into a garage you, like you know and then you got to go in then you got to like lay out the cement and smooth it like how do you even make cement how do you even make it smooth so that it's even because if i were to do the cementing in this room this thing it would come out uneven it would come out all in parallels there'd be clumps like for sure there would be clumps right like one spot has like a mound to it <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, Manny, this floor is uneven. It was better with the wood. So that's where I'm at, and that's why I'm taking a while. I've been cleaning up the studio, doing what I can, okay? And what I mean when I say doing what I can and getting the studio in order is picking up paper, because <laughs> I'm good at that. I'm good at picking up paper and organizing it, throwing things away, putting a ro- you know, putting things over there, putting things over there. And, you know, when you're fixing up your room, I don't know if, you know, this happens to you, but sometimes, you know, you collect things like you're a fucking hoarder. Home Depot. Yeah, I know about Home Depot, right? 
Uh, however, you know, I'm trying to be somewhat manly and doing some things on my own. So, um, you know, I painted the wall green myself, not to brag, but you know, that's not really much of a, a success story. Hey guys, guess what? I painted, I painted a green screen on the wall in my room. Yeah. So what? Um, so I've just been organizing this studio. I've been putting the lights in order. Uh, I'm trying to get this studio, you know, in a way that when I walk in, it's impressive because right now this thing looks like, you know, what inside the matrix spaceship where like there's cables and wires everywhere. It just looks like a fucking mess that you even wonder how the fuck they've been escaping those flying robots for so long. Like that's how I feel when I step into my studio, everything is makeshift. All right. Every there's cables on the floor. There's things to sell on eBay over here. There's t-shirts over there. There's a floating television set in front of me. I got this arm that holds, you know, the, the can the Instagram camera. I got another camera over here for YouTube and Facebook. Hey, so it's a mess. And so as I'm cleaning things up and getting things organized for the handyman to come in and starting to, you know, to organize this place, I come across these little love notes. Now, I don't know if this happens to you guys, but do you, do you guys like make a, such a mess that you start finding like notes that people wrote you? Oh, how heartwarming is it to find love letters that somebody gave you in your pastime? Now, when it's family, it's a wonderful thing, you know, especially if, you know, God bless their souls if they passed away and they left you a little note and be like, you know, Manny, I really wish you the best on your birthday. Uh, I know I didn't get you shit, but still, it's a thought that counts. They're like, oh, right, this is nice. But then you come across a love note from your ex, and you're like, man, fuck that bitch, right? Because I, I found, like, four love notes that I had in notebooks. I had, like, uh, some postcard or something like that, you know, that had, you know, they would draw little photo, little drawings for you, put, post, post, put a paper clip of photo in it. And be like, I love you so very much, Manny. You don't even know. I can't even describe in words the way you make me feel. And I'm like, yeah, this was back in 2002. This bitch was lying to me. <laughs> what a liar. Like, it's almost like when, you, when I come across these notes, I want to find them on Instagram and just leave a comment. Liar. You, you're, you're li you, you lie often. Your, your posts are nothing but lies. And then, you know, they DM you. It's like, Manny, what the fuck do you mean I'm a liar? I found that note you wrote me back in 2002. You said you loved me. Look at you now, 19 years later, married <laughs> to someone else. I thought you loved me. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, that's, that's what I've been doing. Uh, K Fayez says, K Fayez, uh, says, uh, cement to mess to love notes going great. Yeah. 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 That's exactly what how our show, uh, goes around here. Uh, so anyways, yeah, I've been finding these notes, man. And it's just like, yo man, you know, I don't get any notes from anybody, especially in a relationship. Don't get any notes from anyone unless you're at least five years in. Okay. Half a decade in. Then you start getting some notes and make it a rule from the beginning, because what they're doing when they leave you little notes and tidbits is, is they want to give you little emotional reminders. Right. In case you break up with them. Now you've got a teddy bear that she gave you just or he gave you right in the middle of your bed. You don't need that fucking teddy bear. Right. So now you got to do something drastic like going outside, 
and and burning it in a trash can fire, right? To make sure that those emotions are gone and gone for good. <laughs> How drastic is it that somebody's like, let me give this guy an emotional bomb that they can that they can hang on to this. And then when we break up, they're gonna look at it and then they're gonna fucking cry. That's what they're doing. It's a trap. Don't accept little emotional gifts from anybody unless you're at least five years in and make it a rule early on. Okay. Make it a rule. Tell them, Hey, uh, this is unacceptable, right? They give you a little love letter on the, on the third month anniversary of some weird shit, rip it up in front of them. (laughs) How you didn't even read it. I don't have to read it because I know what you're doing. It's three months in. Don't be silly. (laughs) I was expressing to you how much I care. I don't want to hear it. Oh, man, no notes for me. Buy me Starbucks gift cards. Uh, that's the difference between herpes and love letters. Herpes are, herpes are forever. <laughs> uh, sweetheart, you got herpes. What? No, but that's that's just my love. Herpes are forever. <laughs> uh, I throw away everything at the end. Oh, you're one of those. You go through. A, yeah, and then the weird, I had an ex that did that. Like everything I gave her, she she would burn it or throw it away. And then the awkward part is when we come back together. Right. When we make up and then she's like, um, yeah, so everything you gave me, I kind of threw it away. Can you make me some more? Uh, no, because this is already th- the third time you went through the purge of fucking notes, letters and toys that I bought you over the years. So, no, I ain't buying you shit. You can show me love by buying me food. Yeah, that's a good way. Kirsten Blessed says uh, you find the note within a witch reads gotcha ass. I bet you're crying right now. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to like, uh, you know, like that hidden, uh, that hidden, uh, they use lemon juice to like write something hidden. You got to hold it up in the light. Right. So now you're holding up like a love note up in the light and you're like, wait a second. What do you mean? Got your ass. I bet you're crying. This bitch. Not only is she lying, she's also conniving. <laughs> yeah, man. So that's where I'm at. Uh, and each sentence of the love letter within bed, like uh, fortune cookies. <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, I think any love notes or any love letters that you say before the five year mark should be nothing but sexual, because that's how you keep things interest interesting early on. It's got to be sexual, right? Once it starts getting all lovey dovey, you're kind of like, I don't know, man. This is only our third date. And you're getting a little too mushy for me, right? Isn't that a red flag when somebody gets a little mushy early on? I don't know. I don't feel comfortable if somebody gets really overtly mushy. Uh, I don't know. I kind of would think, like, if you're saying this now, imagine years from now. Oof. Like, somebody that shows you too much emotion uh, in terms of lovey-dovey in the beginning will probably end up stabbing you, you know? You know what I mean? That's Because that's how much they love you. Now you're, st- now you're bleeding. You know, now you're bleeding on, uh, yeah, neediness. Yeah, exactly. Show me you love me by sending a dick pic. Mindful trades. Well, there you go, uh, uh, Hernando. That's what you do. You got, what's your love language? Dick pics. <laughs> Have you ever had a woman ask you what your love language is? Like, what's your love language? Uh, blowjobs. Nudes. That's my love language. So, yeah, man. Um, I think uh, now that I'm cleaning up, my garage and turning it more into a studio for more podcasting and, you know, teaching and all that. I've realized, man, that I need to be a better handyman. 
You know, I need to be a more proactive handyman because I'm the kind of guy that like if if my if I was out in the wilderness and my tent didn't come with instructions, I probably would die of hernia. I mean, of uh, hypothermia. Hernia. Yeah, maybe I would even have a hernia too. setting it up. It's like I can't get this bolt into the soil. My sides hurt. (laughs) Yeah, man, like uh, you got to have some sort of handyman skills in your life, man. The thing is like being a handyman right now isn't isn't really obsolete, but no one really is learning how to be a handyman these days. You know what I'm saying? Like it's either it's it's either you are a handyman or you're not. There's like no in between. You know, like I've worked I've I've worked a I don't know a hammer before, but I I don't use it often. Like the last time I used a hammer was because an IKEA uh instruction booklet told me to get one. <laughs> and I actually had to go out and buy a hammer. Like that's how fucked up it is. I didn't know I had a hammer until IKEA came with instructions saying I need a hammer. That's what's fucked up, you know? And I'm starting to I'm starting to worry because as I get this garage put in order, I'm like, oh man, I gotta do some handiwork. Damn, like I gotta do painting again. I gotta do some electricity work up top to get some studio lights in the ceiling, or maybe to get it through the walls or something. And then I gotta glue little foam pieces on the wall and all that shit. So I got a lot of work to do. Uh Curse and Blessed says there should be a class for that, essential life skills and hacks. You, but you can't, you can't teach children how to be handy. Uh, how to be handymen because what ends up happening is you got insurance liabilities, right? You can't teach a kid how to use a, uh, a chainsaw to cut down a tree in their porch because, you know, you get a little toddler foot cut off. <laughs> so that's, I think that's, there's a big problem that handymen are either around or they're not because you got to have them. But the thing is, there's nothing like we all work with computers now. All right. Computers don't require us to be handymen. Hell, they got to completely if you if there was an equivalent for handyman when it comes to computers, it would be a separate department uh, called tech or IT. Right. And those are the nerds that are in the back getting big checks. And all you got to do is and, and all the, all you do is you call them and say, I can't get Zoom to work. Well, did you try resetting the computer? Oh, that did it. Thank you very much. My job here is done. Click. Right. Handymen, you know, they always show up all fucked up looking. They're always like, uh, you know, sweaty and dirty. And they always got like those safari hats on or something. And they just walk in and they got like, you know, all the tools hanging off their sides. Like they're the modern day superheroes because when they show up, the day day is saved. The handyman is here. Uh, Yeah, what you guys got going on? Yeah, the air ducts, for some reason, they're all clogged up. Uh, can we go ahead and just uh, take some of that off? Oh, yeah, we can go ahead and replace that filter. No problem. Handyman. Oh, uh, yeah. Hey, yeah, this window cracked. Oh, yeah, I can go ahead and uh, I got to go to Home Depot, pick up some glass. What are the uh, what are the dimensions of the window? Oh, I have no idea. That's no problem. I've got a measuring tape right here. Handyman. <laughs> Oh man, handyman is like an analogy, like a uh, an analogy life, like a dick. Sometimes uh, up, sometimes, uh, but it won't be hard forever. Or it, or uh, you guys, I don't know what you guys are saying. Well, I don't do that for just home stuff. Yeah, well, I want to learn how to be more of a handyman. 
But again, life doesn't really allow us to easily transition into being a handyman, right? Because like for you to do like big time stuff, you can't be worried about little nuances like putting a pantry, right? Like that's like, that's like, I, I'd rather hire somebody to come in and put the pantry for me. It's like, hey, look, man, I want to I wanna put food in that closet. Can you install a pantry in there? Thank you. You pay him a couple of bucks. You put your food there. That's it. It's done. No sweat labor. But you didn't learn shit. All you did was spend $150 under the table. Cash, right? Because we, we know the handyman economy. You pay them cash and it gets done. But when you do like high-end work, you can't be worried about the nuances of being a handyman. That's why a lot of people aren't good at being a handyman. You know, you got uh, Warren Buffett, Bill Gates. They're not handymen. They're doing big things, investing, putting money over here, buying technology, creating technology, right? Elon Musk ain't going inside the spaceship and putting space-proof glass. He hires somebody else to do it. So that's why none of us are handymen. And the irony is that if we were to be out there in the fucking wilderness, it's the handyman that will survive. And us nerds, we won't make it. <laughs> a handyman will build a house with fucking mud, stones, and I don't know, palm leaves. And us nerds with our degrees and our vast knowledge will die of starvation. We won't make it. What's up, Bruno? YouTuber, Google it. That's a good point. The handyman can. That's a good point, though, Vikes. I do a lot of YouTubing whenever I have to do some sort of handiwork. Home Depot, new slogan. You can do it. The guy sitting in the parking lot can help. (laughs) Exactly. Over at Home Depot, man, isn't it fucked up that, like, they got those people standing outside and you're just like, you and you. That sounds illegal. Is it illegal? It is, right? But yet they're still out there posted up, man. All right, let's get to the reads before we continue. Uh, Ellie Venus sponsors the Miami Comedy Podcast. He is a health insurance agent and a subject matter expert in the world of health insurance. So use him as a resource. If you have questions, he has answers. The people he helps the most are those that do not have health insurance because they believe it to be unaffordable. And those who do have health insurance and are complaining about how much it costs. He can help anyone anywhere with anything regarding the health insurance. So call him today, 305, excuse me, 305 335 Three nine four four, And if you guys enjoy the podcast, please do me a favor. Go to mammycomedy.com slash podcast and subscribe. And the t-shirts are back. I got a new design coming out soon. Don't forget to uh, buy the Miami Comedy t-shirts. Miamicomedy.com slash shop. We are back with the shirts, baby. I got a whole new batch coming out real soon. And I got, I got to like, uh, you know, I got to make sure that these old uh, designs, they start moving. They're going to be limited edition, bro. All right. Don't come crying to me when the NFTs of Miami comedy start coming out and they're worth 12 Bitcoin. You're just like, I remember back in my day, those t-shirts were $20. Well, you fucked up. All right. <sighs> All right. So paying my way into handiwork being done. Um, they don't do all the work. I realized this because as I'm researching to see what kind of handyman services I'm going to be buying, uh, it turns out that the people that you hire won't even show like, like I would, let's say I would call like handy handyman J services. And I'd be like, Hey, yeah, I need to get my studio fixed. Right. I need to get the, the walls painted. I need some cement on the floor. We're like, yeah, man, 
when do you want when do you want me to come over and do this? Like, oh yeah, come by next week. And the guy you called or the guy that's on the flyer doesn't even show up. He hires him somebody else. That goes to show you how obsolete handyman work is becoming because the guy that runs the handyman business doesn't even come to do the work. He hires people to do it for him. Isn't that insane? So how do you expect society to be more adept into being a handyman if the people that are, that are in business doing handyman work don't even want to do it themselves? <laughs> yeah, we're going to go ahead and bring some young whippersnapper. And it turns out the guy that shows up that's working on your handyman stuff, uh, the guy you hired is talking to him on the walkie-talkie. Oh, and God forbid, God forbid you don't know how to speak their language. Because if your handyman comes in and, and you guys have like a little language barrier going on, you get ready to get fucked up or uh, you're going to get robbed when you're not looking. <laughs> right? Si él no te gusta, he's going to go into your drawers. And then how weird is that? How awkward is it? Let's say, you know, let's say he's doing my studio. I got cameras. I got a GoPro camera. I got a Sony A5. I got a fucking Rode Class A servo bias Apex board, right? A Rodecaster Pro. I got a MacBook, right? Technology man here. And then I got some guy working on the studio around all this expensive technology. You know I got to watch. So now, not only am I wasting time by hiring some handyman to get do the work for me, but now I, I got to sit there to watch him to make sure he doesn't take a cable or my camera. Right. Make sure he doesn't jack me up. So it's, it's like a, a win lose scenario. Person blessing says, uh, where's the handy chick? We need to be PC, bro. I, I was about to get into that, but you know, I was like, you know what? I don't even, I don't even want to, I don't even want to touch it. Okay. Because I know you're going to lose that argument. Where the handy women at? <laughs> right. I'm not getting into that today. Handyman is like an escort who only screws your, your house and you get what you pay for. <laughs> uh, what's up, Ross? So, um, let's see. Recently, I did get some handiwork done. There was a leak uh, on the outside of, of a, I mean, on the inside of a window here in my living room, and there was like a leak whenever it rained. And so I got some handy guy to work in there. And he, he, had, he had to go like in between the windowsill and the wall to kind of like put this plaster or something so that the leak stops. And uh, dude, when this guy walked in, right? Uh, cuando el señor entró, when this gentleman walked in, uh, he looked me up and down. And he gave me this look like, oh, you couldn't do this? I'm like, no, sir. <laughs> this guy gave me the up and down look of Latino shame. You know the look, right? Where he walks in, right? He's a handyman. And then he just looks me up and down like, oh, you couldn't fix this? I'm like, motherfucker, I hired you to fix it. But I can feel it in the air. I know what you're implying, that I'm a man living in this house and I don't know how to fix the, the sealant of a window. So I don't know that shit, okay? The only thing I know how to do is how to build Ikea furniture with clear instructions and all the pieces got to be there, all right? If a windowsill that's leaking has, a, I don't know, a pamphlet somewhere with the, with the cock machine and how much I got to put in and all that shit, I can easily do it, right? There's step-by-step -step 
instructions, but there's no instructions. So I hired you because that's when it gets tricky when there's no instructions. Mike says, just get the efficiency in Hialeah with the chickens in the backyard. They tend not to need anything, anything fixed, then buy a Ferrari. Well, whatever, whatever. My house is my temple. I got to, I got to take care of it. Okay. And then I got to invest on these outsiders to come in, fix the shit and then get out. That's all I need. You come in, you fix it and then skedaddle. But here's one thing I've learned and I'll end with this. Uh, I realize that men are really good at building things, right? Like creating the structure, you know, putting it all in order, but a woman they're really good at decorating it. You guys ever noticed that? Like we would build the bed frame, but then the women put in the throw pillows and the sheets and the good kind, because the kind of sheets that I had when I lived in Miami beach, you, you would be appalled. Like those sheets look like ripped up t-shirts uh, sewn together. You would look at, like, I built that bed frame and that bed frame. I built it, okay? Not, hey, got to give myself some credit as a handyman. Uh, if Ikea can give me instructions, so should other things, all right? Ikea is great. Ikea brings up my confidence as a handyman because it's, it's a lot of work, but when I get it done and it comes out good, I'm like, shit, man, I'm a handyman. Fuck that, right? But then when there's a leak on my window, I, I don't know. I, I already shrug. I'm like, I don't know what to do, man. There's, a, there's water coming inside of my window. I don't know what to do. I, and, you know, I would probably take a shortcut. I'd probably, like, put, like, some gum where the hole is. Not even worried of the fact that the, uh, the, <laughs> the fiberglass is getting wet and it's getting soggy behind the wall. I'd just fucking put a piece of gum. Like, there you go. That'll stop the water. Handyman Manny. And then just fuck up the whole house because I'm lazy. A house becomes a home with a woman. Well said, Bikes. What's up, 305 Pride? Yeah, because if it wasn't for women decorating a home, like I think our homes would be st a structured mess. Um, like, you know, in your closet, let's say like the hanger, it breaks, like pfft, this shit fucking breaks. If you don't know how to be a handyman, you're not going to fix that. You're only going to like start piling your clothes inside of the closet because you don't know how to like use a screwdriver, right? To screw in something. To, and it could be an easy fix, you know? But the fact that you're so overwhelmed with being a handyman that you're just like, oh man, I'm not even going to bother, right? You have a girl come over. She's like, oh my God, why, why are all your clothes on the floor? Yeah, like three years ago, the, uh, the hanger in my closet broke. It's like, and you didn't fix it? I don't know how to. <laughs> so I just left it like that. Um, and so a woman, what's great is uh, once a woman starts getting into your home, and you start, you know, whether you're married or you move in with somebody, a woman will make your home a lot more uh, uh, designed. You know what I mean? Because like we can, like we can put the, uh, the window frame in a room, right? We can like drill in the holes for the hook and then put that roll of wood on top. But then we wouldn't put any good drapes over it. Like we would use uh, towels as drapes. <laughs> we would just throw in some fucking towels and be like, there you go. Those are drapes. Huh? It blocks the sunlight. It gets the job done, right? And a woman shows up 
And then she'll put like, you know, the right drapes with a nice pattern. And then you just walk in and you're just like, well, you know, I really don't understand the parrots and the roses as the patterns, but it's comforting. I feel comfortable around here. Right. And then all of a sudden you start feeling a little feminine in your house. They're like, ooh, cookies and tea. This is nice. <laughs> Like us guys, we would pay the fucking mortgage, have our own home, have the whole place structured, but then it'll end up being a prison. We're sleeping on the floor and shit. <laughs> oh, man, we're, we're eating out of cans, right? <laughs> I don't know what it is, man, but that's just how we are. Us guys, we can structure the shit. We can put the shit together, but then after that, all the comfort and design goes out the fucking window. Be like, hey, look, man, all I need is a bed frame and a piece of cardboard over it, and we'll call that a bed. <laughs> Throw pillows. The fuck is that? Uh, what's up, Lily? Uh, Geo Banny Paula. It's a trap when she takes all your shit and you're left out in the cold. Hey, man, that's society for you. You know, there's a reason why those homes are so well decorated. Because they're going to get half. They're setting themselves up for half. <laughs> well, if I'm going to get half of this house, eventually, I might as well make it look nice. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. That's it. We did it, guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Miami Comedy Podcast, where we go live every day-ish. Have some fun with a topic along with the people of Miami. Make sure you visit MiamiComedy.com. All right. Those that are listening. MiamiComedy.com to find the best comedy shows in Miami so you can laugh every day. Support the podcast, MiamiComedy.com slash podcast. Subscribe, you know, put a little something in the pot, buy a t-shirt. We'll see you guys next time, 6 p.m. Have a great night. Bye, everybody.